listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Santan Valley is where we find ourselves this morning. Saying good morning to Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Uh, we're going to get you Hello. enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. Three questions. Get two out of three correct. And you'll go see Roger Waters. Great. Sounds pretty good, right, Bruce? Okay, here we go. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but the Buzz Lightyear movie opened up this weekend. Didn't really actually do that great, but let's talk about Buzz Lightyear from the movie Toy Story. First off, who inspired the name Buzz Lightyear? Was it pro wrestler Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer? <laughs> was it Buzz Aldrin or was it my high school classmate Buzz Ridington? <laughs> I'd say uh, Buzz Aldrin. That is a very yes. good guess. Yeah, yeah, it also was not my former program director, Buzz Knight. <laughs> not his real name. <laughs> okay, here's your next question. Who is Buzz's girlfriend in the Toy Story movies? Is it Little Bo Peep? Is it Jesse the Cowgirl? Or does he occasionally get a little Mrs. Potato Head? Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, how about the Cowgirl? That is correct. Yes, Jesse the Cowgirl. Yes, so you've already won. And just for fun, who is Buzz Lightyear's sworn enemy? Is it Emperor Zerg? Emperor Lipschitz or Emperor Han? Mm. How about Han? No, it's Emperor Zerg. Very, very evil, evil man. Evil. But you have already attained victory. So we're going to lay those tickets on you, okay? Great. Thanks, guys. Hang on. You're welcome. Appreciate I, you listening. Mr. Electricity there. Well, you know what? If you go to see the Roger Waters show and Bruce is sitting in front of you, you don't have to worry about him standing on his chair or rocking singing, out all night. Singing every word to every right. song. That'll be, it'll be a good experience for you. He's going to enjoy it, though. All right. So did you go see the little Buzz Lightyear movie? I did not. No. No. I'm, I, uh, my, my time of watching movies like that is pretty much done. Although, the I will say, the Toy Story movies are fantastic. I've seen all four of them, and they're great. Yeah. As um, I was going to be like, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man, too, but I also Anytime cartoons are on, I'm like, if they're good cartoons, I'm in. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not so into it that I'm interested in the backstories of all these <laughs> imaginary characters. It's like Star Wars. Yes, they're trying to do the same thing. Sure. We're basking in the afterglow of Operation Pets and Vets. Uh, Almost 70 grand. Yeah, almost 70 grand. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. And, yep. uh, you know, again, our, our sponsors, uh, Lerner & Row, the Earnhardt Auto Centers, Commercial Metals, Parker & Sons, all made big donations. American Legion Post 117 donated 7500 bucks. And you, you were the reason why we got over to, you know, 69000 and change. Because those $5, $10, $25 donations, those are the ones that make it happen, which is, you know, I mean, we, we love our sponsors and it's great that they do that, but they do, they're basically doing donation matches. So if you don't make a donation, they don't make a donation and you came out big for us this yeah. year, once again, during a tough economic time and we can't express our appreciation enough. And many thanks to the Arizona Diamondbacks for not only chipping in the uh, those great once-in-a-lifetime prizes of being able to be on the field during batting practice and things like that. But then on Friday, 
they went and made a massive donation, and they had Randy Randy Johnson. I was going to say Randy Jackson. Randy Johnson <laughs> calling into us. Yeah, yeah. Here's a donation, dog. Dog. Um, so Randy Johnson, Hall of Fame pitcher, calls in. He does his whole, you know, by the power vested in me by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Here's five thousand dollars, and that was fantastic. Then we just started talking to Randy, and damn, what an interesting guy. I do a lot of work since I've retired. I've probably been uh, thirty USO uh, visits. I know the significance of our military men and women serving around the world here. Uh, I also know a little bit about the service dogs that, uh, that are by their sides for various reasons. And uh, they're both very significant. And so I think having a charity uh, operation, Pets and Vets, that can do the things that you guys are doing, I just think it's a great uh, charity. And uh, I'm happy, uh, along with the Diamondbacks, on behalf of them to uh, to donate the five thousand dollars. Well, I mean, I, I, you've done the job. I'm going to step aside and let the professional work. Yeah, Randy, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> now, if you would, Randy, we we don't want to get too excited just yet till we verify this is you. We're going to make this like <laughs> I just I just need to ask you a couple of questions that only Randy Johnson would know off the top of his head. How many career wins did you have? Uh, somewhere in the three hundred range. Okay, that is true. It is somewhere in the 300 range. All right. Can you tell us who your perfect game was against? Yes, it was against the Atlanta Braves, and I believe I was at the age of 40, if I'm not mistaken. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Randy Johnson wow, yeah. on the telephone. I, the, 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 last pitch, the last pitch for the strikeout was 98 miles an hour. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> So, Randy, that's a great pickup line right there. I like it. We know you're retired right now. Are you carrying a camera at the moment? Because that's, you know, a lot of people see you at shows and events, and you are a very, very ardent photographer. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I studied uh, a lot of people have just assumed that I gravitated towards a hobby after my retirement. But in actuality, I studied photojournalism at USC while I was playing baseball there. Actually, photography took a back seat to my baseball for many years. And then when I naturally when I retired, I dusted off my camera and uh, got back in taking photographs with all the travel and, and uh, the concerts and, and various things that I was doing. Uh, it was keeping me busy. And so photography, you know, has been a natural, uh, a natural escape to go from baseball to, you know, having a hobby now that keeps me uh, very busy. Randy, we also know you're a big, big music guy. Can you tell us, do you remember what the first album you ever bought was? No, but I wish I could. I got five older siblings and two older brothers, and they were listening to Deep Purple and The Who and Zeppelin and Jethro Tull and Robin Trower. And so, you know, I would say that I was probably listening to their records back in the day. And uh, as I got a little bit older, 10, 11, 12, that's probably when I was probably buying, you know, maybe ACDC or something like that because I started getting, uh, you know, kind of branching off and listening to a little bit harder more than the, the classic rock. But, uh, you know, now I've converted back to the classic rock based on uh, uh, on the on the music that I really enjoy. All right, one more verification question. Oh, boy. Who was your 300th win against? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the Washington Nationals. That is correct. I love, uh, here's what I love is, Randy, and, and, and I know you, you know, parenthetically seen you at a bunch of shows and stuff. Randy couldn't care less. He did his thing, doesn't care. He's yeah. just living his life and having a good time and, and doing great things for the Diamondbacks. Thank you so much, Randy, for taking time out. 
Hey, you guys have a wonderful day. Keep up the great work. How was that? Get a little stamp of endorsement from Randy Johnson right there is what happened. You know what's funny is, I was thinking about it later in the day. I was like, I didn't know Randy Johnson had brothers and sisters. Well, of course he had brothers and sisters. <laughs> but you don't, you think of him as this singular entity, yeah. you know, who's just this baseball player. Obviously, there's a lot more to him. I think of how big Randy Johnson is, and I imagine his brothers and sisters are probably right around the same size. Yeah. I think his poor mother. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. A big family. Hope you had a great weekend, all you dads. Hope you had a great Father's Day. Juneteenth. Juneteenth was a big celebration. That was a big, this is like the, I think the second year it was a federal holiday and it's being celebrated today. So that's why you can't go to the bank and do your stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Federal holiday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny with yesterday being Father's Day, we were out walking yesterday morning and you know, sometimes you're, you're just not paying attention. You're, you're in your own head. You got, you know. Whatever, you're, you're thinking about something else and somebody yeah. talks to you and you give them a response, but you haven't really taken in what they've said to you. I've listened to the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> I was, we're walking we're walking the dog yesterday morning and my wife turns and for the first time in the morning turns and says, hey, happy Father's Day. Huh. And I was thinking of something else and I turned and I said, you too. You too. <laughs> Obviously, my wife is not, never has been, and never will be a father. So, uh, way, to, way to keep your woman down. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm taking away all kinds of possibilities, right? <laughs> I got a question for you, Mark. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this or if you know anybody that knows this. Do you know any veterinarians by any chance? Yes, I do. Can you explain to me or have one of them explain to me at some point, if there's a veterinarian listening, why I need a prescription card to buy good food for my dog? Uh, it's because dogs have been known to peddle fraudulent prescriptions. Yeah. Not a lot of I mean, people know that, yeah, but it's was, a big, big problem within the canine industry. It's so weird, man. I went out to uh, uh, PetSmart. Which is, you know, where we usually set up in front of when we're doing our, our Fulton Homes cause for paws. And, you know, my dog, Lemmy, she needs uh, prescription food because she's got some dietary issues, her stomach colitis, the whole deal. She's an old dog. So I go to, to get it and, I, you know, I have to buy her a specific brand and form of food because she's very finicky as an eater. And I got to be able to, to drug her with all of her anti-pain and arthritis medication. And so I get to the store and, of course, it's in rare, like really, really rare supply because for whatever reason, the supply chain is shut down and it's hard for me to find. So every time I get this dog food, because everybody wants to pay five and a half dollars for a can of dog food, nice. I get to the counter and the kid looks at me and goes, do you have your prescription card? And I ask myself, why do I have prescription? Why do I need a prescription to buy good quality dog food for my dog's digestive system? There's no medication in it. It's not like this, this dog food has morphine or any drugs in it. Maybe veterinarian be- scam is what I think I call it. It's also my favorite band name. I saw them at the Mason Jar. <laughs> veterinarian scam. They were very good. Maybe it's a uh, situation where it'd be higher priced if you didn't have the prescription card. How could more than five fifty a can? I don't know. It happens a lot with the uh, you know the grocery store card. If you have you know if you don't have the card, the item is is more expensive. I sometimes. can't buy the food if I don't have the prescription card. That's no. the dumb part. They it's won't weird. sell it to me. I don't know. And it doesn't have meds in it. Is it any stranger than getting a Facebook request, a friend request from a 97-year-old man like I got this weekend? That's creepy. No, it's not creepy. It's actually uh, the father of my late friend Lee. Um, I just thought it was amazing that he's 97 
and still reaching out on Facebook to people. Is he washing out his selfies the way all the, all the <laughs> girls do? Is he put, doing all that video effect stuff on his selfies? I don't know. Oh, I, I accepted awesome. the request. That's I just, a good thing you did. I, I just didn't go to the page. That's awesome. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Raul Omaña. Let's play Time Out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. We've got Luther checking in from Gold Canyon. And Luther, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play Time Out for Spanish. You're going to try and win a $50 gift card to Twin Peaks. And here's how you play. We give you a Spanish phrase, then you try and translate it with three choices in English. Are you ready to play Luther? Luther! I am ready. All right, Luther, here comes your Spanish phrase. Estoy teniendo una fiesta introvertida más tarde y no están todos invitados. Did you hear that? I did. All right, I'm give it to you again. That's what she said. Estoy teniendo una fiesta introvertida más tarde y no están todos invitados. All right, Luther, that does translate into one of the following. Is it A, my diet always starts on a Monday morning and ends at the donuts somebody brings into office later that morning. <laughs> B, my ex-girlfriend told me nothing shocks her anymore, so I switched her scale from pounds to kilograms. <laughs> Or C, I'm having an introvert party later, and you're all not invited. <laughs> Which one is it, Luther? Holy cow, that's a tough one. And? C. C Thank you, Luther. Is correct. Uh, yes. I think Luther was just playing with us. Yep, the, the pregnant pause was nice, though. All right, Luther. Are, are you angry with me? Are you angry with me? <laughs> Hang on just a minute. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. Again, a huge thank you to you, everybody who helped us out with Operation Pets and Vets as we raised money last week for Soldier's Best Friend trying to get service dogs for combat vets. I would say that, you know, being over $69,000 right now is, is fantastic. I don't know if I'm really surprised by it because we always get a great response from, from you, our listeners. Yeah, you know, I mean, we can always I mean, kind of depend on that. Yeah, and, and we, you know, we go into all of these things, um, and, and fingers uh, crossed. <clears throat> understandably cynical when you know, for the past couple of years, I mean, obviously, COVID sort of put a put a squash on these things, and we're coming out of COVID, and we've got all these economic issues, and 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 yet you still dug deep, you still donated, and you still got us to a point where a bunch of Valley Combat veterans will survive. These dogs are the difference between life and death for Can a lot be. of the, for a yeah. lot of these people, and um and you have made it possible for them to live a close as close to normal life as they can. The only thing that surprised me, and I get to use a great word here, was how affable. Randy Johnson was on the phone. He called in. You're the, shocked. Yeah, the, he called in for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he was a very affable, as in pleasantly easy to approach and talk to. Because he's normally he's normally ready. Another good word, curmudgeonly. Yes, yes. And so, um, in fact, we we talked to him about a bunch of different stuff, music, and we talked about his love of photography and how that's come to the forefront since he retired. I studied photojournalism at USC while I was playing baseball there. Actually, photography took a back seat to my baseball for many years. And then when I retired, I dusted off my camera and uh, got back in 
taking photographs with all the travel and, and uh, the concerts and, and various things that I was doing. That was him talking about taking pictures. He was Yeah, that's what you see him more often than not. You'll see him at a concert. He'll be in the photo pit. You'll see this in, inordinately tall photographer. And, and he was like, hey, that guy looks familiar. Yeah, and he was, you know, we t- asked him about his love of music. He was gushing, like his, talking about his brothers and <clears throat> sisters, listening to Tull and Deep Purple and Robin things like Trower, that. And yeah. And ha- the, how he got into all that stuff, too. So it was just, it was just very cool. What an affable guy he was. He affable. was great. Yeah, hey, what's up? He had a little bit of a Randy Johnson story. Uh, back in about 2000, I was getting a, an alarm system put in in my Tahoe up in a shop in Scottsdale. And Randy Johnson showed up with his Hummer to get some work done on it. And he, I got his autograph on my invoice. And uh, <laughs> he, he was just a real super nice guy, kind of quiet and reserved type of guy that didn't want to bring attention to himself. But... Right. It's kind of interesting because you know how big a door frame is. He had to he had to duck to get into the door frame. Door frame. I think standard door frames are about six eight. So he's he's got that by two inches. Yeah, he was he was ducking to come in the door. But. Listen, I, I just want to give you some advice. Next time, if you have an invoice, there's a line at the bottom. You could you should get him to sign. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the thing is, is, I don't have that invoice anymore or that truck, so it's like, darn, I wish I would have kept that. But that was, it was kind of a cool deal. He he just wasn't that superstar type of status type guy other than driving a fancy Hummer. <laughs> yeah, there's a line at the bottom of the invoice, by the way. Yeah, Party signature responsible yeah. for payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Could have done that. Yeah, Randy will pick up the tab. Just saying. Yeah. Of course, he, he, he wouldn't he, be in his nice. He, he wouldn't be, be as affable afterward. Yeah, yeah, no, he'd yeah. be more curmudgeonly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Affability is uh, directly related to financial <laughs> responsibility. I'm nobody's fool. I rushed out yesterday and took advantage of all the Juneteenth sales oh, that were Jesus. going on. No. <laughs> because I, I can't think of a more fitting tribute to the struggles of a race of people than buy one, get one half price on polo shirts. <laughs> That's sarcasm, by the way. It's Yep. It, it, it was all it, it worth happens, it for the savings. It happens Jesus, with every holiday, man. right? Every 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 yeah. event, it, it, it all gets commercialized. You know, yeah, the struggle was worth it if you can get that wrench and socket set. Thirty percent off. <laughs> For the record, today is uh, how the celebration of Juneteenth is actually June nineteenth. That was yesterday, but because it's a Sunday, the federal holiday is today. So you, the post office and mail not going to happen today. Banks are closed. Financial markets yeah. are closed. You know, retail is yeah. still open, so that you can take advantage yeah, yeah, of know, all those Juneteenth savings. Again, sarcasm, and uh, you know, whether, whether or not you agree it should be a federal <clears throat> holiday or a, uh, whatever right. holiday is another story. But no, it is, that's, that's it's an important day in history. Yeah. And it's Emancipation Day is what it is. And there are certain things that should not be commemorated or noted with a sale at, you know, hey, get 13 crullers for the price of 12 at the bakery. You know, it shouldn't be like that. I will tell you certain things that are just, uh, you know, there's been a couple of times uh, I was on the air in Boston at a radio station in Boston when we ran a commercial for the the tsunami of savings, like literally a month after Fukushima happened. It was just yeah. the war. It was so poorly timed well, what about and the, horribly. The golf resorts here, right? Oh, Wasn't a couple of years a, ago, uh, yeah. The, the 9-11 package? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The hell so were you thinking? An opportunity to get a lower price on a round. Yeah, not everything is an opportunity no. to save some money. No. Let the, 
let the word solemn be your guide. All right? There has to be some something yeah. solemn about what you're doing. Okay? Jesus, man. Not everything is an opportunity yeah. to cash in or save money. That said, your 30-second song challenge is coming up. Again, yes. And it's for $400, but that's a blatant commercial venture, the 30-second right. song challenge. There's we're not a, veiling some sort of tribute no, not, there. There's no, there's no commemoration of any great struggle in history or anything like that. <laughs> this is strictly a contest so you can win money, so you'll listen to to our radio station and if you are listening thank you very much we pivot now to stupid behavior that is so worthy of being anointed the mark neanderthal dumbass of the day that we do that yes indeed 54 year old ernesto graveron graveron get in here ernesto he had a very, very profitable medical device business going in Florida. In fact, <laughs> check this out. Over the past two months, from February into April of this year, Ernesto pulled in over $2 million. That is almost oil company profits. That's, that's success right that's there. That's pretty good. Most of the money came from insurance claims because so many doctors were prescribing the device that Ernesto's company makes. One, doc- one doctor had <laughs> prescribed Ernesto's device to 145 patients. So Ernesto's company filed claims for over a million dollars on those. I bet his device is amazing. It is. Um, but there is the little fact that all of these claims were phony. No. And that the doctor who supposedly prescribed Ernesto's device to 145 patients. Not a doctor. Had never prescribed it. Oh. He is a doctor, but never prescribed it. Well, it's hard to read the doctor's signature, to be honest uh, with you. They're pretty illegible. Yeah. I mean, these are small details when you're defrauding insurance companies. You, sure. you can't worry about stuff like no, this. No, you don't have time for that. <laughs> so many defrauding to That's items minutia. to take care of. Yes. Yes. Details. Come I mean, on. Be macro. Yep. Never sweat. Fraud. Never sweat the small stuff. No. The feds got a whiff of all this and began investigating Ernesto and his company. Ernesto knew the heat was coming, and it was time to make a run for it. Got a bunch of stuff together, and he hit the road. Where'd he go? Or should I Actually, I should rephrase that. He hit the water, actually. Ah, he was trying to get out to go to Cuba, wasn't he? Ernesto's yeah. vehicle of choice for his getaway was a jet, jet ski. ski. Of yes. course it was. And his destination was <laughs> Cuba. How do you take $2 million on a yeah. jet ski? They don't even have a glove compartment. Yeah, uh, big saddlebags nah. on that oh, sucker. No, it, it was, you know, Cuba's 90 miles away. Now, Ernesto's jet ski, it was tricked out with an extra fuel tank, food, <laughs> water, a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know a lot about jet skis, but I think 90 miles is probably a lot to ask I, I don't. jet ski. I, I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never ridden a jet ski. The Coast Guard picked Ernesto up before he got out of the Florida Keys. No. Yep. Yeah, this, you know, the story with the jet skis, the water, the sun, the weather. You really need Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angels making this bust, but that didn't happen. It was just the regular old Coast Guard. Ernesto is now being held without bail, awaiting trial, and he is the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. And it was sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson. They got 2,000 models to check out at RoadrunnerHarley.com. Hope you had a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. And uh, hopefully you got more than just a text from your children. I don't have any children, as far as I know. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, I was talking to everybody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I understand. understand. I'm I'm trying to stay in practice as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I, I will tell you this though, I did uh, I did send a text to somebody I shouldn't have sent a text to. Oh, the wrong t- wrong person got texted. Here's the thing: we went. Uh, we have a friend named Steve. You and I have a mutual friend named Steve, and uh, and he was asking about Operation Pets and Vets on Friday. So the last text that I sent on Friday was to Steve. Uh, on Saturday, I was writing some stuff uh, for a journal thing that I do. And just, you know, it's sort of like therapy, that kind of thing. You know, you just sort of write your thoughts down, you you know, project your own scene, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, and I wrote this big thing about somebody that I'd met recently, and then I texted it to Steve by accident. And it was supposed to go to somebody else. It was supposed to go to somebody else, yeah. <laughs> done that. I've so, done that a few times here and there. And here's the thing. Apple knows this. They also know that I'm an idiot because I have an iPhone. And their new version of iOS is going to have a text deletion or re- retraction feature kind of like the old remember the old uh microsoft outlook you could take back your if, email if, if an email hadn't been yeah. opened yet you yeah. can take it back and you know you can have the, the message retracted you'll be able to do that on your phone now because idiots like me i once texted the sales manager of this radio station i love you do you love him no no i was just using him <laughs> uh i i sent because it was originally intended for i was married at the time it yeah. was intended for my ex-wife but the last person that i had texted beforehand i was programming another radio station and the last person i texted beforehand was that sales manager i, I, I love yeah. you and he's like i love you too i uh, like, thanks buddy i did this <laughs> i i texted the wrong person this past wednesday less than a week ago um i was having a simultaneous conversation with that guy Mick from Soldier's Best Friend. Sure. Um, in fact, thank you for your all, all your donations. This ties into it actually. Uh, for Soldier's Best Friend, Operation Pets and Vets, we're o- probably over seventy thousand at this point, which it's is just great. incredible. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Seventy five hundred of those dollars came from our friends at Post One Seventeen, the American Legion, Pat yeah. Tillman Post. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with Mick from Soldier's Best Friend while also having a conversation on text with one of our salespeople downstairs. Okay. And we had gotten those $7,500 from the American Legion Post. It was all these loose checks. So we, we put them in a FedEx. I went downstairs to uh, one of the ladies in the office who does the FedEx stuff. We put them in a FedEx envelope, and we overnighted them. So I, I immediately texted Mick, hey, I just overnighted you the $7,500 via FedEx. And then I got a response from our sales girl downstairs who says, hey, I would absolutely love that. (laughs) But I think that text was meant for someone else, wasn't it? And I texted her back. I said, yeah, that's a promise I won't keep. Sorry about that. Yeah. And so I texted Mick and said, hey, the 7,500 bucks is on the way. So, yeah, I just did that last week. I've been lucky never to get in any real trouble doing that. Oh, yeah. Because you can get in, in big trouble Look, doing if, that. if you're one of those people that sends intimate texts, you know, vividly, you know, yeah. somewhat lascivious texts or photographs to somebody and it goes to the wrong person, oh, there'll be I, egg on your face. I once texted a dick pic to the wrong person. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was Dick Cheney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sent yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they were looking for Dick Nixon. Exactly. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. <laughs> so... So uh, texting the wrong person's stories, go for it. Okay, so I worked. I lived in Massachusetts as well on the East Coast, and I worked at a company, a healthcare company back there. And a girl got let go, or they laid her off. And um, she kept pawning all her work off, like on other people. And so when she got let go, 
I, of course, texted her, I'm so sorry, you know, that you got laid off and blah, blah, blah. And then I texted somebody else. We were having a conversation. And I said, well, of course she got let go. She didn't do anything. <laughs> but um, it went, to, it went to the one who got let go. Yep. No, that happens all the time. Yep. And, yeah, I got called to the HR office. <laughs> yeah, but at least your first text was yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> well, heartfelt. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> well, it was funny. And you know what's funny is we're actually friends still. Wow. But, you know, Good for you. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. kind of amazing. It is amazing. I did apologize for it. I mean, I still feel that way. Like, you can't sit there and not want to do anything and keep your job. Well, these days you can. That's the crazy yeah, part. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, now it takes an awful lot to get fired now. <laughs> anyway, you have a yeah. great morning. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye. I mean, yeah. if I'm being it, honest, if she didn't deserve it. Yeah, right. Who does? Who does? That's, a, that's another topic, though, about keeping your job and not yeah. really doing anything. We've got a couple of guys uh, that called in. One guy called in and said, uh, you know, he and his buddy uh, that worked at the same company, they were tow truck drivers, and they were like, yeah, we wouldn't be so backed up if our manager would get off his ass. Of course, the text <laughs> went, went to the, the manager. Part. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Christine emailed and said, uh, you know, I was texting a guy friend last week, and my I love you, which was meant for my husband yep. on text, went to the guy friend. Luckily, he knew I was on pain meds. And a little bit woozy. Yep. Um, um, this is another good one. Uh, group of group text. Guy gets included on a yeah. group text. Finds out. Finds out he's being fired. He's part of a group. Uh, his yes. entire company is being downsized See, by the board of directors, and he has the initials are the same. So he gets thrown on the same text. What do you think is more dangerous, um, or more likely that you're going to get yourself into trouble if you are on a regular text or a group text? I think group texts. If you don't realize you're on a group text, you're bound for trouble. Uh, yeah, I get, look, I mean, if, if you're not texting anything derogatory or bad-mouthing somebody, you've got nothing to worry about. So, I mean, I, I think really it's a matter but of... But who does that? <laughs> I mean, who who doesn't do that, But right? you know what I mean? Like, decorum is a is a kind of a, you know, it's a lost art. <laughs> I, all right, I, I, I think we got another story here. Then all I'm, right, what do you got? Then I'm, then I'm going to find a group text that I was you on the other one? day. Yes. Oh, yeah, per, a good example of it. Okay. Um, okay, you go, go for your story. I just got a new phone, didn't have all the numbers saved. Right. Uh, one of the female managers at my place of business was one digit off from my stepfather. And uh, I got a text from a friend of a piece of fruit hanging in a tree that looked just like male parts. Oh, boy. And I went to text <laughs> to my stepfather, and they ended up losing my job because I sent it to a female manager at my work. Oh, my oh God. Boy. Sexual harassment. Oh, boy. Oops. Well, then you should have just sent her your actual junk after that. <laughs> Might as well at this point. Just go, that's not it. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> oh, great call. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> great to know you have that kind of relationship with your stepdad. I know, yeah. That's why terrific. Are why are you um, sending male genitalia to your stepdad? We're very close. <laughs> he made it so, weird. <laughs> okay. Um, Last no, this was two weeks ago. There had been a text with my wife and I and a, and a friend of ours named Julie. And then on that same text, like two weeks later, I get this message from my wife that says, "Just a reminder that I'm hanging out with Susie for dinner. Go ahead and and eat what you want." And I texted back. I said, um, "Just a reminder, you're on a group text here, my love." And I said, "I'm switching over to our own thread now." So I just. Switching over to the thread with just my wife and I. And then Julie chipped in and said, darn, was hoping for some revealing pictures. So you can get into big trouble. Any I chance, didn't there. Any chance you can be able to get the, uh, the wife to climb that tree? <laughs> I mean, huh, just saying.
now. Julie seems to be game. Julie is a is a nice lady. She seems to be a goer. Yeah, no. One hundred point seven KSLX. We must tell you that the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge is brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Start your journey today at Revitalize Weight Loss. So Scottsdale serves up Brent, and we're going to get him an opportunity to take on Mark in the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Same five questions I asked Mark. Whoever gets more right graduates. If you don't graduate, you'll have to tell everybody you flunked. You know how they play the game now. Let's kick Mark out of the studio. Brent? Yep. Kick Mark out of the studio, please. Mark, get out of the studio. All right, Brett. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, whoa. Seems a little salty this morning. All right, Brett, you ready? Yep. Question number one. What knighted producer received credit on every record the Beatles produced except for Let It Be? Um, Sir George Martin. Question number two. What geographically inspired band opened for The Doors' final performance at the warehouse in New Orleans in 1970? Um. All right, we'll move on. Question number three. What Barbarella star has Bob Seger claimed the song Her Strut is about? Let's see. We'll move on again. Question, what is it about? Question number James four. Bonner. What rock and roll pioneer from Lubbock, Texas, did Gary Busey portray in the 1978 Oscar-nominated biopic? Uh, Scott D. Buser. And question number five. In what UK heavy metal band did Pink Fairies guitarist Larry Wallace play before he was replaced by Fast Eddie Clark? Wasn't in a Def Leppard? All right. Let's see how you did. We'll get Mark in here. See how it goes. All right, question number one, Mark. What knighted producer received credit on every record the Beatles produced except Let It Be? Oh, that's got to be George Martin. Sir George Martin. It is one-to-one. Again, who was knighted shortly before Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yes, yes. People really don't know that. Not a lot of people know that. Nope. Uh, Question number two. What geographically inspired band opened for the Doors' final performance at the warehouse in New Orleans in 1970? A geographically inspired band, 1970. How about Chicago? Dang. It's still one-to-one. The correct answer was Kansas. Question number three. Uh, What Barbarella star has Bob Seger claimed the song her strut was about? I guess that would be Jane Fonda. Question number four. What rock and roll pioneer from Lubbock, Texas, did Gary Busey portray during the 1978 biopic? Gary Busey played Buddy Holly. And question number five. What UK heavy metal band did Pink Fairies guitar player Larry Wallace play in before he was replaced by Fast Eddie Clark? (laughs) 
Uh, uh, Motorhead? And so, Mark wins this thing. Brett, you know what you have to say here, don't you? Yeah, I lost to Mark. I'm a, I'm a loser. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, just thanks for checking in, my Brett. Rock and roll my rock and roll knowledge is not up to par. Yeah, you flunked out of the College <laughs> of Rock and Roll Knowledge. That's the phrase we're looking for. And unfortunately, that's the phrase that applies to you today. All right, then. So, same time tomorrow, right? Yep, Mark now runs his record to 194 wins, two losses, and 34 ties. We'll see if you can take care of him tomorrow. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to. Because you can do it. If you have the right tools. And a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us. Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop. But you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.